Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. My name is Catherine Baldwin, and thank you for listening to Catholic Reflections. I need to figure out some intro music. Just thinking about that, I need some sweet intro music going on. Um, I'll work on that. Uh, anybody got anything? Let me know what you think. Um, anyways, sorry if I've been really slow about posting podcast episodes. Uh, I've been doing it the day after I, um, make the episode. Only because I've been so darn tired, I just haven't done it, so my apologies on that. And I would also like to say a big thank you to everybody who's been listening. Uh, I know I had looked at my Bitterness and Sweetness podcast the other day, had gotten six, now it's at eight. So, a big thank you to everybody. Um, really, you guys are freaking awesome, and I love you all. Um, so, like, for example, when I posted my Giving Up to God segment on the 5th, uh, you know, that got has gotten four plays already, and it's only the 7th. So, that's pretty freaking awesome. My bitterness sweetness is up to eight. Um, inspecting our life is up to one. Uh, you know, a new, you know, you know, everything just, you know, I, I love the fact that, you know, you guys are enjoying this. And I love the fact that my false teachers, Olstein and Myers has gotten 40 plays already. So that's pretty awesome. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. It looks like, um, I'm looking at, I just, there's this neat thing that I have on here. on here that I, I love, um, and it's this analytics, I can see, you know, um, you know, what my top episodes are, and, you know, the listener locations, and that's pretty neat, um, so I'm, I'm liking it, um, so, for example, in, uh, you know, I've got the all-time right now is 64 plays, in, um, looks like, uh, October, looks like, I mean, September, uh, yeah, 64 plays, uh, September 5th, so, so far, that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome, um, uh, so, yeah, and then I also love the fact that I can see, you know, my top episodes here. So, False Teachers is number one with 40. Hardness of Our Hearts is at 31. Catholic Thoughts is 28. And My Perseverance in Prayer is 22. And My Faith Series is at 19. And I can also see the listener locations. So, 79% of you guys are from the United States. 8% of you guys are from Sweden. So, Sweden, United Kingdom, and Canada... Thank you guys for listening. You guys are awesome. So that's pretty great. Um, so I am not going to do listener support. Uh, I don't feel that's necessary because it's not really a business. I'm just doing it to get the word out there about my, um, you know, about my, um, you know, about what I'm trying to do here. So, you know, um, like I said, I don't feel the need to, to do the listener support thing. If you guys would be interested in giving me money, you know, I will activate it. But that's totally up to you guys if you think you'd want to do it. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on that. 
I am going to publish my On Suffering uh, uh, podcast right now. Uh, and you know, I know a lot of people are like, why do you talk about suffering so much? Because it's just that important. It's that important because, you know, it surrounds us and we can't get away from it. So instead, so, you know, that's why I talk about suffering so much. And I'm not going to do the Saturday readings. I want to do the Sunday readings. We're going to do the Sunday readings only because I want to do the Sunday readings. So we're doing the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. For who among men can know the counsel of God? Or who can imagine the will of God? For the thoughts of mortals and timid are timid, and our foresight is uncertain. For the corruptible body weighs down the soul, and this earthly dwelling press, presses many thoughts upon the mind. And we assess with difficulty the things that are of earth, and we discover with labor the things that are within our view. So who will search out the things that are in heaven? Moreover, who will know your mind unless you give wisdom and send your Holy Spirit from on high? And in this way, these who are on earth are connected in their path, and men learn the things that are pleasing to you. Responsorial Psalm is Psalm 90. And lest man be turned aside in humiliation, you have said, Be converted, O sons of men. For a thousand years before your eyes are like the days of yesterday, which have passed by, and they are like a watch of the night. Watch was held for nothing. So their years shall be in, so shall be. In the morning he may pass away like grass. In the morning he may flower and pass away. In the evening he will fall and harden and become dry. Be numbered. So make known your right hand along with men learned in heart in wisdom. Return, O Lord. How long and how many and how may you be persuaded on behalf of your servants? We were filled in the morning with your mercy, and we exalted and delighted in your days, in our days, delighted all our days. And may the splendor of the Lord our God be upon us, and so direct the works of our hands over us, direct even the work of our hands. Reading 2. But I beg you, instead, for the sake of charity, since you are so much like Paul, an old man, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I beg you, on behalf of my son, whom I have begotten in my chains, Onesimus, so I have sent him back to you, and may you receive him like my own heart. I myself wanted to retain him with me, so that he might minister to me on your behalf while I am in the chains of the gospel. But I was willing to do nothing without your counsel, so as not to make use of your good deed, as if out of necessary, necessity, but only willingly. So perhaps, then, he departed from you for a time, so you might receive him again for eternity, no longer as a servant, but in place of a servant, a most beloved brother, especially to me. But how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord.
Therefore, if you hold me to be a companion, receive him as you would me. Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now great cards traveled with him. And turning around, he said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, and yes, even his own life, he is not able to be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me is not able to be my disciple. For who among you, wanting to build a tower, would not first sit down and determine the costs that are required to see if he has the means to complete it? Otherwise, after he will have laid the foundation and not been able to finish it, everyone who sees it may begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build what he was not able to finish. Or what king, advancing to engage in war against another king, would not first sit down and consider whether he may be able with 10,000 to meet one who comes against him with 20,000? If not, then while the other is still far away, Sending a delegation, he would ask him for terms of peace. Therefore, every one of you who does not renounce all he possesses is not able to be my disciple. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, a hard-hitting gospel today. And let me first make something very poignant. He does not mean that you should hate your family members. That's not what Christ is saying in today's gospel reading. What he's actually saying in today's gospel reading, I think, is that, you know, we need to not have worldly possessions. Um, you know, we've talked about the idea of suffering being good, but now I want to talk about possessiveness of the world and, you know, possessions in the world and how that kind of distorts our view of what God wants us to do with our lives and how he, he wants us to, to live for him. So I've talked about it before, though, about the idea that, you know, the world can sometimes distort what God wants to do with our lives, you know, what he, he wants us to do with our lives, and, you know, that we can get so caught up in in the worldly pleasures and, oh, I have this or I have this. And, you know, we lose sight of what God is is asking of us to, to give everything to him for his good and not for the good of ourselves, but his. And because he knows what's best for us. And when I, I look when I look at this idea, I think of, you know, to, to put aside the idea of, of, you know, what God is asking, let's look at these in turn. First, let's talk about the world and how, you know, Christ is saying, if you don't give up all of your possessions, you can't be my disciple. Why? Because you are too attached. You make idols out of them. How many of us worship money? How many of us love having cash in our pocket to go spend on stuff? How much of us get anxious if we don't have any? Again, the love of money is such an evil in this world. It's such a perverse idol that we make of our for ourselves. And, you know, we get consumed by it. It's like, oh, we need a job that makes more money so I can buy more things. But now the problem with money is the idea of, again, buying more things, a house, a car, all this stuff. And then we can be consumed by the stuff that we buy with money. That we get so consumed, so wrapped up in, you know, what we buy with our money, that we forget that, oh, 
material things aren't as important. But again, modern culture tells us otherwise. Modern culture says to us, oh, look, you have this. You need this to go with it. This will make you happy. You know, this is what you're missing in your life. Wait a minute, not so fast. Not so fast. You know what happened to the Israelites when Moses went up the mountain and they were waiting for him to come back? And he and they're like, oh, let's make golden calves for ourselves and worship them. Maybe we'll get out of this desert. Because, you know, they were complaining to Moses about being in the desert and how, oh, we should have died in Egypt, at least we wouldn't have starved. We've had drinking water and food to eat. So, you know, again, they were complaining to Moses about being in the desert. And so, you know, when Moses goes up to do the the Ten Commandments on the two tablets of stone, what do they do? They make idols for themselves. They melt all their gold down. And they make idols for themselves. And what does Moses do? He comes down, sees this stuff, and breaks the tablets that he just had the Ten Commandments written on. Oh, can you imagine what Moses felt like? Coming down the mountain after being up there for who knows how long, a couple of days. It doesn't really say in the story how many how long he was on the mountain. It just says he was on the mountain for a while. But can you imagine coming down from talking to God and you see these idols made out of gold and you break the tablets that you just had the Ten Commandments on to have you make you go back up there. He was pissed. He was really mad. And you know what? He had every right to be, didn't he? You know, he's trying to follow God's will. You know, his directive. And the people are so stubborn. You know, they're so stubborn. They're so hard-headed. They're so all these things. And it's like he can't get anywhere. Why? Because the world, even then, was too infatuated with material stuff. That's a good word to use. Infatuated with material stuff. You know, we are consumed by products to make us look younger, to make us not look as fat. To make men want us women and women and and for women to want, you know, women to want men, you know, whatever. You know, we're so consumed by all the noise that culture gives us, that culture brings us, that it's kind of kind of can drown out your thoughts. And that's what Christ is saying in today's gospel. He's saying that if we don't denounce the things that are keeping us from him, we will never get anywhere. He's saying that we as a society, if we claim to love him and follow his teachings, we need to not be consumed by the material goods of the world. Because again, modern society says, oh, these are all things you should have. These are all things that's going to make you happy. Problem is they're not. I can tell you right now they're not. Because they are false. And they don't. 
They're not going to lead you to heaven like Christ will. We need to focus on our eternal home and not just here on earth. Because we're just passing through. It's a long journey. But earth isn't the end of it. Death isn't the end of it. But the world wants to give us all this stuff. All this stuff that thinks, oh, it'll make you feel good. It'll make you feel really good. You know, just have all these things and you'll feel happy. You'll feel satisfied. You know, all of these things. But guys, that's not how things work. It's not how anything works for ourselves and for our, our spiritual life. It just doesn't work that way. Okay. All right, let's go ahead and do our reflection. Seems like you guys are really enjoying these, so that's good. So today's reflection is praying face down to the ground. When you pray, how do you go to our Lord? It's certainly good to offer him your entire day in loving devotion and to speak to him throughout the day as to your closest friend. But there are other times when our prayer must be intense and should be expressed with intensity. One way to do this is to literally fall down prostrate before our Lord. In the silence of your room or in an empty church, look for an opportunity to pray in such a way. The intensity must be one of complete submission to our Lord. It must be prolonged and self-emptying. To pray in such a way is a beautiful act of love and is a way of worshiping God as he deserves. Though we could never offer perfect worship of him, our attempts of doing so as completely as possible please him and enable him to draw us close to his heart, which is filled with an abundance of mercy. Have you ever prayed in a position of prostration before our Lord? If you have, keep doing it. Look for an opportunity to do so every day. If you have not, then this is a good time to start. Do not worry about what you are to say, and do not worry if it feels uncomfortable at first. Just get down on your knees, bow down to the ground, and express your love for our Lord. Stay there, and try to make an act of total surrender. The Lord will receive your act of worship and draw you closer to his sacred heart of mercy. This is a good one. I, I really am enjoying these little reflections. And I think this one's a good one. And, you know, and, and act that this idea of prostrating. Um, you know, you see, I don't know if anybody has seen it before, but have you ever seen a priest ordination? They lay prostrate on the ground. Straight flat out as an act of total submission to God. That's, it's their giving of their lives to this ministry for the people of God and for the church. And so that's what a good example of total prostration is, is being flat out. God wants that total surrender from us. He wants us to totally and completely trust that he will provide for us. That he will do what he says he will do. That's so important. So this week I challenge you. Find a place, whether it be in your bathroom, whether it be wherever. 
and just get on your knees and lay on the ground totally prostrate. And just open your heart to him and give him everything you've got. Because that's all he wants. All he wants is you. Your failings, your desires, your worries, your anxieties, all of it. He doesn't care. He wants all of it. Because he's going to do some amazing stuff with it. You know, I talk so much about, you know, how suffering's important and all these other things. But I think that this is a good time to just think about giving everything you have. I just talked about this today in the gospel reading that, you know, if we don't give up everything we've got, we're not followers of Christ, as he says. You know, we're still attached to something that's blocking us from the complete unity that we could have with him. Think of it this way. A man and a wife, a husband and a wife, the unity that they have in the sexual act. There is no hiding anything. They are vulnerable, they are raw, and they are pure. That intertwining together, that union that they have, that is what Christ wants of us. He wants a union closer than that. That's the kind of intimacy he wants to give us. But we have to allow it. We have to allow him to get into those raw places, those uncomfortable places, those places that may hurt. He needs to see them. It's like a doctor can't see, you know, he can't see what's going on. He doesn't know how to fix it if he doesn't know what it is. The same thing with Christ. If we're not totally open with him, and I mean completely, nothing holding back, pure honesty, he will not be able to fix what is broken in our lives. He will not be able to help us with what damage that we may have, regardless of where it's from. Regardless of where it's from. Regardless of who did it. He won't be able to help us with it if we keep closed off from him. And we need to trust him enough to let him go to those vulnerable places those hurting places, those places that may seem a little uncomfortable for him to go. He wants to. That's all he wants is to put everything he's got into you. Think of it that way. There's nobody else on the earth but you and him. Why don't you open up to him, like I said, all the raw places, all the places that are uncomfortable for you. Open up to him this week. When you're feeling anxious, just get on the ground and say, Lord, I'm giving it all to you. I am not allowing myself to hold back anything. All right, let's do our evening prayer, and then I'll give a little meditation on that. Lord, I do fall down prostrate before you and offer you my entire life as a selfish gift for your glory. I give all to you, dear Lord, and I pray that I will hold nothing back. You are my God and my all. I love you and surrender my life to you. Jesus, I trust in you. All right, let's let's take a few minutes. Let's let's take a few minutes here. Close your eyes.
I want you to think of of Christ. I want you to think of him right now. What do you see? Do you see do you see him waiting for you? Do you see him waiting to help you? Do you see him pleading with you to give him everything? Holding back nothing. But surrendering everything to him. How does it feel? Does your heart hurt? Do you feel as if you're going to explode because you have so much going on in your life that it hurts to keep it all in? Give it to him. Let's pray. Lord, you know our hearts. You know what we're going through. We give it all up to you, Lord. We give it up to you that you may do a wonderful thing with it. We hold nothing back. Because we know your plan for our lives is so much bigger than what we have going on right now. Even if we can't see it. Everything in our being goes to you. All our love, all our work, all our hopes, our fears, everything that we have, it goes to you. Take it and use it as you will for our good and for your glory, Lord. Because we know that you have something better in store for us than anything we could ever have for ourselves. Amen. As always, thank you guys for listening. Um, it really makes such a big difference that, you know, the, the outpouring of support that I've gotten from you guys has been pretty spectacular. So thank you for that. Um, you guys are pretty awesome. Um, like I said, I've been doing it where I post the night, the day after I do the, the episode, just so we always have some kind of, of content going. And honestly, I just forget to post the night that I do it. So my apologies for that. But bear with me. I did just post the Suffering Podcast. If you'd like to listen to that. And uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. And I hope that this has been influential for you. I hope you've gotten something out of it. So as always, guys, thank you for listening. And have a wonderful night. God bless you. Bye-bye.